Hello beautiful people and welcome to the Holistic Awakening Podcast. I am Natalia O.L., your host, breath healer and holistic life coach for the modern awakened woman. In this podcast, we explore holistic awakening related topics. From feminine activation, cyclical wisdom, wellness, biohacking, alternative healing methods, to consciousness, magic, spirituality, personal development, and psychedelics. In this sacred space, you will find interviews with light leaders, juicy conversations, and live activations that will help you feel inspired and supported in your own holistic awakening journey. Hello, beautiful community, and welcome to another episode of the Holistic Awakening Podcast. I'm recording this intro from my home in London and it just feels really good to be back in Europe. Before we introduce today's episode, I want to let you know about my upcoming breathwork ceremony, which will be the last live event of 2021. This is a co-creative event with my friend, Catherine Sullivan, who is a death doula and who was a previous guest on this podcast. So I really recommend that you listen to our previous episode on death awareness and breathwork because it's a beautiful, beautiful conversation. And we are co-creating the Death Awakening Solstice Breathwork Ceremony, an event to deepen into the cycles of life through the breath. This event is going to take place on Sunday the 19th of December at 4.30 p.m. GMT, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And it would just be amazing to celebrate the winter solstice with you all. You know that I'm very passionate about cyclical living and the winter solstice is a symbolic of death and rebirth because we are getting ready to go into the darker part of the year and we are going into an inner death process as we move into the winter. So this workshop is for anyone interested in learning more about the cycles of life, people who want to redefine the relationship with the death process, anyone who is looking to find comfort, peace, anyone who is experiencing a change in their life or perhaps finishing a chapter. Our goal really is to help you awaken and move forward in your path with a new sense of trust in self and in universal intelligence. So if you're interested in joining us, please head to my website www.nataliaolcoaching.com slash death awakening ceremony. And for today's episode, I bring you another expansive conversation with a fellow female breathwork therapist. In this episode with Feeney Cooper, we go deep into the potent healing power of conscious connected breathing to bring us back home to ourselves. Feeney and I share many stories and insights on how the breath has impacted us. From talking about our deepest wounds to ancestral healing to 
the beauty in dark experiences such as the death and rebirth that occurs in rock bottom. This conversation was also really fun for us to record and I hope that this joyful energy reaches your heart as you are listening. So enjoy the episode and I will see you on the other side. Hi Fini, welcome to the Holistic Awakening podcast. I'm very excited to be connecting with you today in this space. Thank you so much for coming. So why don't we begin today's conversation by you introducing you? Okay, hi. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. Um, so I'm Feeney Cooper and I am a breathwork therapist. Oh, it's always a funny question, is it? Who am I? Um, and yeah, I've been on a real kind of journey of self-discovery over the years, I suppose, as many of us have, and we all are in our own way. Um, and yeah, I feel like I've really got to a place in my life where I'm really able to be myself. I'm really able to tune into myself, to connect and to follow kind of my heart's desire, which I didn't used to do before. And a lot of that I have to thank, breath work to thank for really. Uh, That's kind of where it all began for me. Um, when I when I learned this tool of of rediscovering myself um, and a person who I'd actually forgotten or didn't even really know existed so that is what I do that's kind of what my my I don't like the word career at all Um, my work path is but it's also my spiritual path it's it's opened me up to love it's opened up my heart and there's just so much that it's given me so I'm a breathwork coach therapist but I'm also it's also just expands so beyond beyond my work um and yeah that's kind of amazing (laughs) starting point (laughs) sounds beautiful yeah thanks for sharing um I'm curious you've mentioned that you you know you are in the spiritual path and I'm curious to know whether that was something that you found when you found breathwork or whether that was something that began earlier. And if so, I would love to hear a bit more about how you started walking this path. Oh, thank you for your question. Um, yeah, so I, I had... My mum was ill for like, and since I was about eight, very long illness and sort of progressively worse, you know, degenerative. Um, And I don't think I'd realized how, I mean, I did, I didn't know how much it it had affected me and taken its toll on me in so many ways, but it's, it got to a point, you know, where I was just not, not okay. I couldn't even... I couldn't get out of bed, you know, I'd, um, life, I just had no joy. I didn't think that joy was something that I could have, you know, I just thought I am a depressed person. Um, I am unhappy and this is just it that, you know, I didn't see any other way. And it basically, you know, is, is actually Pima Chodron. I don't know whether you've ever read her book when things fall apart. I haven't. Very, 
It's a very good book, everyone listening. You should definitely get it, especially if you're in a bit of a crisis. Um, and so, yeah, it's all about basically, you know, reaching. There's a lot more to it than this very um, simplistic explanation, but it's basically all about how when you reach that rock bottom, that is where a lot of the beauty lies, you know, because that is where things can grow. That's where you're like, okay, well, I've got nothing else to lose. Let's just, let's just, you know, pack up our bags and do something else or, you know, um, and often you get to that kind of breaking point of, I can't live like this anymore. So that's what happened. I got to that point um, and I, something in me just snapped and I, I was drinking and I'm not, I don't, I'm not really a drinker. I don't really, it's not really my thing. I was drinking and got to a point where I was by myself, like drinking, ridiculous. <laughs> and something just snapped. And I just said to myself somewhere inside me, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to, I need to do something else. And for one reason or another, probably just because I know that it's a very healing place in my mind at that moment, or something else told me, I don't think it was actually my mind, but it came in words in my mind, but it was a feeling of something else, was you need to get away and you need to go to Bali, um, as where a lot of healing happens. So I then booked my flight the next day, had to give a bit of notice at work, and then that was it. And I decided to give myself, um, as long as it took, basically, took out credit card and I thought I'm just going to throw everything at it because my health is the most important thing and I want to heal myself and I can't do it in this environment you know I just thought I'm going to have to leave so I went to Bali and I ended up staying for two months and just really threw myself into lots of different healing practices you know yoga different workshops learning more about astrology uh, seeing a lot of different healers just soaking up the beauty and 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 having a very sort of slow pace of life not having to be anything for anyone literally I could just be anyone and then breath work is is where I um I just that's where I discovered breath work but and that was actually the thing I was doing all the other things as well but that was the thing where I had just such a I had a very intense workshop um, and very beautiful surroundings and I did not know what had happened to me I was just like because I know that a lot of people kind of might go into breath work in a more gentle way or you know I know now that breath work's quite well known you know people might do sort of shorter sessions or whatever but it was like a very intense first thing didn't know what it was I just thought oh I'm just gonna do a bit of breathing and I just went so unbelievably deep and I was like crying and sobbing and shouting at points and I was it didn't even feel like it was me and I was I didn't really know what it was coming from it felt very out of body had a massive massive release and I just kind of when I came back around I I felt so much lighter and I just thought this is this is what's going to really help me because there was a lot um of kind of trauma and and pain and um I was very closed in a lot of ways because they did protected me and breath work just kind of blew all up out of the water. And yeah, and that really was, there were other things as well, obviously, but breath work kind of was the, the, the real starting point of healing. Um, 
and that's and that I actually realized I wanted to after that um that session I'd been thinking I was like I don't want to do what I was doing before work-wise but I'm not going to put any pressure on myself I don't care I'm just going to go out there and this is the healing for me I'm not going to focus on work but then doing that first session I thought right I want to teach this but I'm going to give it a little bit of time because I don't want to go too crazy on it but you know and I knew that that was what I wanted to do and so it's helped yeah it's helped my own healing journey um and every time you know I kind of facilitate others it, it heals me a little bit more as well I think it's kind of a that's the wonderful thing about um I find as well being a facilitator is that obviously you know the person is doing their healing work and you are kind of there holding space and guiding but it's also I find it also very very healing for myself whilst I'm doing it so it's this kind of beautiful healing um I don't know what the word is energy yeah, for like a, a better like word. healing field healing field that's mm. it that's what I was trying to you can see me you can't see on the on the um on the podcast but you can see in the video me doing this like your that hands, thing. you're creating <laughs> the, the bubble around you yeah yeah the healing field yeah wow that sounds really beautiful oh I think Bali is definitely an amazing healing place and I, I also went there for a holiday once and it was amazing mm. but I, I want to go back um but one of the things that uh, caught my mind that you were saying um, was about the rock bottom piece and when you're in those moments of darkness and feeling like you're dead inside and you don't know mm. where to go and I feel like society is so scared of those moments or mm. perhaps so stuck in those moments and I think those moments are just part of the human experience they're so necessary like it sounds like for you a cycle was ending and then another cycle mm. was about to begin and you were in that moment of absolute darkness and death mm. which is a powerful transition right and then yeah um it's in the darkness where we plant the seeds in the dark soil yes for, for the future that we want to manifest so I think that that was really cool that you mentioned that and yeah it's so um it's it's actually such a beautiful thing because yeah we do fear those or society fears those those rock bottom moments but actually if I hadn't have had the absolute rock bottom I would have probably just carried on feeling pretty miserable but not doing anything about it but I got to such a desperation that I was like oh my god it just it's like there was a there was a death and you know then there was a there was a birth a rebirth that's mm. kind of what it felt like and I felt like I was I just I just grew I, I'm someone I've got my I mean I'm the same person obviously but in many ways but it just felt like I was kind of reborn in a way yeah, like your whole identity needed to go and then a new yeah. identity needed to emerge and this is what I, I love about life that mm. is so cyclical and I think it's part of the feminine quality of life for us to flow with the cycles and mm. when we are in those moments of death to just sort of surrender and know that it's going to pass and I think obviously having found breathwork now you have this amazing tool so if mm. this were to happen again right like you were going to in 10 years or whenever your next initiation is you, <laughs> yeah. you might have another moment where you're like oh my goodness everything's falling apart and nothing feels right 
at least now you've got a powerful ally, which is your breath. Mm. And I know that um, you have trained with Alan as well. Yeah, wonderful Alan. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. But I'm curious to know whether you're like trained in different modalities and whether you practice different uh, types of breath work with your clients. Because I particularly, I'm very much like, I do conscious connected breathing and that's my number one modality. And Mm. very rarely I would refer people to other types of breathing unless is you know they're asking me particularly um for something they want to do but in my sessions I focus on conscious connected breathing but yeah I'm curious to Mm. to see what your breathwork um toolkit is um well actually so predominantly it it is mainly what I stick with is conscious connected breathing um because it's just always worked so it just always worked so well you know I did I did some training with transformational breath um before Alan but then I moved to Alan because I just thought he was just it was just for me that was what my intuition was telling me it was actually telling me that before I started training with transformational breath but um but my I didn't listen to my intuition my and my and my heart and my I just yeah so I didn't and then I ended up going back to Alan because that was what I wanted to do in the first place so always listen to your intuition Absolutely. Um, really do I mean you know we get so in this kind of modern day we we often push down we're just we're often out of out of touch with that intuition aren't we and um, animals are so much better they've still got that instinct and we think we're so we are so um you know well developed as humans but at the same time we're developing so much that we're we're losing the really core things like that intuition that kind of knowing and actually breath work is fantastic for that but um so conscious connected breathing was is mainly what i'm doing but i am actually doing some training um with soma breath at the moment and i think that's kind of lots of different um techniques but I haven't gone far enough into it to really know to be Mm. honest Uh, I hope Um, you're really enjoying the training yeah my husband Richard did the full training and I did like part of the training with Soma and um, I I find it it's much more about health and well-being and sort of sort of lifting your vibration and whenever Mm. I do their technique um, it always helps me just to drop into a more high frequency state within mm. myself and it's not it's not so much about processing what's here in the moment with me mm. um so I think it's really valuable um but I, I I think it's perhaps for a different purpose um whereas like yeah. disconnected <laughs> I just feel like it's just a practice that allows you to just be with what is in the moment. It's a, I think it's a form of meditation in a way. But what I love about yeah. it is that it gives you a tool for alchemization. Mm, so exactly. with, medita- with meditation, you can really observe what's present. Mm. But then with breath work, you observe what's, what's present and then you can alchemize it. So pain, you can yeah. alchemize to pleasure. You can alchemize difficult emotions like sadness, anxiety into... Mm yeah into bliss and this sort of brings me back to the concept of rock bottom um Mm. because I remember last year around uh, summer so August 2020 
I also mm. had like at the end of the summer like a really rough moment and mm. I remember that I was in Lisbon on my own and I was just there for 10 days and I was just having a really rough time internally and I was just going to yoga and going to the beach on my own and I was like okay it's not gonna get worse than this like mm. if if something if my worst fears happen they're they're happening and it's gonna it, mm. it, it is what it is right like I'm in that rock yeah. bottom and I was tempted to go back to old patterns like oh I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna have a drink or I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna distract myself but then instead in that moment I was like you know what I'm a fucking breathwork facilitator I'm like really far on the path and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna follow my own advice so I basically did 30 minutes of breathwork and pleasure practices like every day for mm. the whole time I was in in Lisbon on my own and I I swear I went so deep into my pain felt everything but then mm. I also was able to like alchemize it into pleasure and like love myself and sort of turn these rock bottom really quickly into the next step for me I was able to move forward in the right direction and, and everything turned out fine as it usually does but yeah. it, it really taught me that breath work really gives us a, a tool for a speedy healing I feel yeah and this is this is true just kind of listening to what you're saying makes me also think a little bit thinking about the different breath techniques and different ways to use it and my slight fear is around breath work obviously kind of exploding now and um is that obviously in our society we're so focused on like you know the higher vibration feeling good all the time and you know things like soma I mean I've, I've done I've done some of the work but I haven't actually done too much of the training yet I think that's you know amazing like high vibration like making you feel good but I just I just do hope that things like conscious connected breathing don't kind of get pushed to the side a little bit because because people are focusing so much on the like oh we want to do the really good feel good breath work because actually that doesn't necessarily bring up you don't go as deep as you would in the conscious connected breathing where you really can like connect with the pain that might be there and as you say like alchemize it and um you know really heal rather than just like staying high vibes all the time you know yeah and I think the the conscious connected breathing is very it's very grounding like it brings you into your body and I do mm. believe that the pain the traumas the experiences that we are um, having that are causing us pain even some of our thoughts that we are having that cause us pain those are the things that need healing mm. you can only approach it through the body so yes. with conscious connected breathing it's like you go deeper into your body and sometimes if you dare you can go deeper into those places that are scary that are painful that mm. you are afraid of and it's only when you go there in a way it's almost like an analogy for the rock bottom it's like you go into the rock bottom within mm, right and yeah. then what's there is like yeah okay all those thoughts that didn't help me or those wounds that well, needed attention and then you just feel it all and then it's only when you feel it all, allow yourself the full spectrum mm. of everything that needs to be felt that you can actually look at it with a different perspective and sort of learn the lesson. Otherwise, you're stuck in the in the feeling, I, I guess. 
Yeah, it's so true. And it's that, you know, what you say about the body, like it has to be in the body. And it's just that it's so good now that it, we're getting so much more awareness around that. Because, you know, a few years ago, I didn't, you know, I thought that I should just solve everything in my mind. You know, I thought that I'll just really think about stuff <laughs> and, you know, whirl it round and round in my mind. And that's going to solve whatever problem that I have if I just like think it through really well and then when I discover breath work you know more somatic healing and I just it's just not about the mind you know the mind does help us in many ways you know get you know we can organize and plan and get ourselves around um, and we need to do a certain amount of thinking but it's the answers are always in the body and that is just the, that is one of the most powerful pieces of knowledge that I think I've ever had so simple but so powerful you've got to come back to the body listen to the body's innate intelligence and that is where it is it's not whirling the same problem around in your mind and being like oh you know what is the answer to this and so often I actually use breath work as a kind of if I'm struggling with an answer for something I'll just go and I'll kind of think about it before I'll be like right I'm going to the session and I want to look for an art you know I'm going to let see if something comes up for the answer tune into the body and you know, nine times out of 10 at the end of the breath work, I've got the answer because I've come, I've gone into my body away from sort of chattering, whirling mind. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah. And it reminds me of the power of intention as well, because to me, the breath, it's really a medicine that it's alive. Um, mm. I don't know if you're familiar with any sacred medicines um, I really love to work with plant medicines and mm. after I did my I did my shamanic apprenticeship last year last year in um, in Peru for a month and it was all about like creating these relationships with the plants that you are consuming and mm. you know fasting and meditating with these plants and really connecting with the spirit of the plant as if mm. it's got consciousness and you can speak to them right like you can pray you can ask for guidance for help and in my opinion I believe that these plants are alive and they they help you so mm -hmm. when I did that training it really shifted my perspective to uh, breathwork and how I approach the breathwork medicine because if you think about you know shamanic traditions I don't know if you're very familiar with it but in the shamanic tradition they uh, consider everything to be alive so you know the water is is alive is the element and then the earth is alive is the element and the fire is alive the element and so is the the air element mm. the breath so I believe that when we set an intention we communicate with the air and we say hey I really need healing with this or I would like some answers with uh, these questions and if you're present with your intention, I believe these elements, as well as the universal intelligence or gold or whatever you want to call it, they're listening, right? So mm -hmm. um, that's what I love about breathwork. That it's so healing for the body at the physical level, but also works with the spirit and, and with intention and, and um, at a bigger scale, mm. in a sense. Yeah, totally. Like you can really connect. I don't know. And also after breath work, I do, I, I think it's that coming back to the body and also moving past the mind, but you kind of do feel a lot more at one with, with not only yourself, but everything else. It's that sort of that, that connection to all that is. And to, so, and that feeling of, of 
kind of infinite potential you I always find I get that after a breathwork session I'm always like everything is possible and I'm connected to everything and everything's that yeah so it's um it's very powerful stuff honestly it's um I can't quite believe I didn't know about it a few years ago <laughs> to be honest mm, I know yeah and I I also found breathwork in a similar way to you um mm. I was in Costa Rica I did a a retreat there with a yoga teacher and her partner was a breathwork facilitator and he taught holo, holotropic breathwork oh, okay, so it yeah. was very 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 like intense. masculine very strong it was a very intense session and I had a similar experience where I was just crying and like feeling my whole body like burn and it was super intense but yeah. at the end I felt so good I was like wow yeah. I feel so light <laughs> yeah it's crazy isn't it well, it's interesting you say about Costa Rica because I'm I'm actually going there in December oh wow um, whereabouts which I'm really excited about I haven't decided exactly where I've kind of got like a a list of all the different places that people have said maybe I should go to or whatever but a lot of people have kind of said that it's, you know, not the same as Bali, but like a kind of almost a, a younger version of Bali, obviously not actually younger, but just in the sense that it's more untouched and, and there's still kind of a lot of spiritual practice going on, but it's a bit more chilled. I don't know. I don't know whether you'd think that about it. Mm, yeah. So we've, we've been, my partner and I, to Costa Rica um, a couple of times now, and mm. it's one of our favorite countries. It's really... The land is so powerful. It's wow. so diverse. The, the jungle there is so juicy, so mm. filled with animals and plants, and it's really rich. And I believe the, yeah, the, the, it's a vortex, I believe. I think that's why there are so many healing practices there, so many retreat places. You must go to Nosara. That's a very beautiful area, and it's very... It's got like lots of retreats, lots of uh, different yoga places and wow. it's very okay. virgin as well, very untouched. And nice I've had that. amazing, I've had amazing healing in, in Costa Rica. So I definitely recommend going there. Nusara. Okay, I might have to, I'll message you afterwards to ask the spelling of that. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, so... Let's dive a little bit deeper into uh, breathwork and our healing. So I think it would be really cool for listeners to um, hear what are some of the deepest wounds or deepest experiences with breathwork. And we can do this. So you'll share some and then I'll share another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, so I have... I The first thing that actually springs to mind is... I've always kind of had really getting into vulnerability here, which I love because of the way my I've grown up and my family is, and it's a very small family. My mom's been ill and my dad and I, it's all a bit, it's all a bit um, tricky. Uh, I've, I've always had this kind of like deep sense of being alone. That's always been something that's this sort of, that's kind of chipped away at me during my life, you know, the, the sort of feeling that I am alone in the world. And in a sense, we are, you know, we're very connected, but we're also, you know, we come into this world alone, we kind of go out of it in that way, you know. But um, yeah, so I've always kind of 
struggled with that a little bit and it's always kind of come up and whenever I'm feeling a little bit low I might I'll sort of go grab onto the aloneness thing and I'll be like and I'm so alone <laughs> you know it's one of those things like when you <laughs> when you want to you know you're already feeling a bit low and then sometimes you just want to kind of beat yourself or something else when you're kind of in one of those moods um and yeah it was actually on what was it on was it it was on my second yeah on my second training with Alan the second part um and I just it was really strange because I we did the water uh breath work so for anyone who isn't familiar it's basically you kind of just do breath we do breath we do breath work in a, in a pool with a snorkel effectively and how long were we in there for I couldn't I can't remember um, is it half an I hour? think maybe from half an hour to 40 minutes yeah and it's really very it's like breath work on supercharge and you kind of it's, it's very um it's very intense and you kind of go in and you think you're aware and relaxed and then you kind of come out of it and I had a real sort of when I came out of the pool, um, I had a real sort of breakdown and and I, I had this feeling of, oh, this is actually, if Alan ever listens to this, he, I don't think I ever told him this, but, um, or maybe I did at the time, but I had this real feeling of um, that intense feeling of being alone again and that like, you're so alone, you know, it was kind of like shouting at me. And um and then it, and a lot of things was like the parental thing, particularly the fatherly thing. You know, I was just like, I, you know, you don't have that. You've never had that grounding. You've never had that sort of stability. And um, and then, then Alan kind of came over and like sort of held me and um, hugged me. And it was very much like I felt like a sort of, I was still... I was still sort of in the breath, you know, it's very intense doing, doing the water breathing, as you know. So I've, I was kind of still in it, but I had this massive release and I, and Alan was holding me and it really felt, I felt like, because I was still not in my mind at this point, I was still in my body and, and, and I would sort of accessed a really young part of myself, having Alan hold me and, you know, really hold me and be there. It felt like I was having a healing from my you know in, in a child way like a fatherly way of you know kind of you've got this you're not alone and then I really kind of felt like I I, I released and I let go a, a lot of that deep sort of pain of feeling alone it was I don't quite know how to explain it but mm -hmm. that's really what it felt like at the time you know as this mm -hmm. was like Alan was obviously the the physical body who's there but in the in a and a wider meaning it was kind of that masculine energy healing me which mm. I felt like I needed wow yeah thank you for sharing that that's so powerful and I just I love how they the water breed really helped you go deeper into those perhaps early wounds where we're mm. really young and we you know have experience and then we take them to mean different things about ourselves and and this is a really good example of the power of the breath. Like it really will help you go to the deepest root of why you might be feeling alone or stressed out or anxious or why you feel um, 
like unable to connect with other people and it's mm. so valuable there's nothing more valuable than to be able to attend to that little feeny girl <laughs> that yeah. just needed some just needed to be held you know that's super powerful yeah. uh yeah thanks for sharing and um and yeah alan definitely does an amazing job at holding the space he's definitely yeah. you know has so many years of experience and done so much work on himself as well he and, does he really does he's yeah. just I mean, I've, I've suggested, I'm sure you have as well, so many people to go and train with him. So Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm actually like building a training for Spanish-speaking people to train oh, with Alan. Yes, you are. <laughs> how, how, how committed I am to, to yeah. Alan's to bed guru. Yeah, you're doing way more than I am. I need to start, I need to, I feel like I need to step it up. Just doing referrals isn't enough now. I need to try and create a course or something for Alan. You're fine, you're fine. Yeah, um, yeah so just to also give my own experience yeah. I want to share yeah. with you um some of like the biggest pieces for me with breath work and for me my biggest barrier in life is my shadow and in particular my sexuality which is mm. very in my shadow mm. and I believe that I just grew up you know very catholic and I went to military school and mm. I just grew up in Spain where in an environment where like just being sexual being a sexual woman was just not welcome and from a very early age it just I just internalized like it's wrong I'm wrong and mm -hmm. I internalize you know it's it's not safe for me to to be sexual or to have sexual desires therefore mm -hmm. I would always end up acting out from my shadow and creating situations where I was getting myself into trouble or hurting someone or mm. it's so funny how our wounds really affect our beliefs and then our beliefs create our reality right so my wound was yeah it's not okay for me to be sexual I'm not good enough I'm it's, it's I'm wrong and then those beliefs created situations where I was putting myself in a scenario where I was being wrong I was doing mm. something that was wrong or I was you know I was picking the right partner that was going to shame me or something it was it was mm. all around like my sexuality and I just actually had this uh, moment with my with my breathwork when I have a program that I created last year called orgasmic breathwork awakening and it's basically a combination of breathwork and pleasure practices separately to sort of do the deep release work with breathwork and then to bring yourself back to nourishment through pleasure and mm -hmm. that program actually was created because I was going through a rough time mm -hmm. and it was the same wounds were coming up the same stories were coming up with the I'm I'm wrong I'm really afraid of myself like I just this deep fear of my nature like I'm gonna do something really wrong because I'm wrong and I'm you know I'm gonna destroy mm -hmm. everything so what happened was that I caught myself in the story and I was like this is happening again the same story I need to go into it I, I need to actually head head first go into this story so I did my breathwork practice and I breathed for about half an hour and I was like going really deep into the pain of feeling I'm wrong and you know all the pain of, of those that those thoughts were causing me but then what I did is I did my uh, pleasure practices after to sort of really like lift my my energy and lift my vibration and I hit this point where I 
I, it was like I was awake, um, a, a little bit like you were saying after breath where you feel like you're one with everything. And mm. so it was this deep awakening. I was almost a little bit high. I don't know if my brain was really seeing like DMT or something, but I was just, mm. I was in an altered state of consciousness, very high, very in like this high frequency. And I just felt, wow, like, these thoughts, these stories are causing me so much pain and I'm repeating it. And I just had this moment where I, was, I could really like love myself and accept myself for everything and all the pain that I've caused myself through internalizing. And it was just the most powerful moment for me uh, in my healing to, and it was maybe like a two hour practice where I was like just in ceremony with myself, just Mm-hmm. breathing and crying and then massaging my my body and just loving mm-hmm. myself and and it, and it was beautiful you know because I think these parts that are wounded like I really they just want to come home yeah. they just want to come home so it was one of those yeah. moments where I could really welcome myself home and I and I did it in a practice with myself and perhaps outside of a healing container or mm. not working with a practitioner, but to really access these with myself. And, and, you know, I really believe that when people work with us and they do a few sessions with us and then they start learning the practice and starting their own self breathwork practice, I think people can heal themselves. Yeah. They can yeah. hold themselves. And that's why I'm such a big fan of spreading this word. Like, even if it's, one session that you do with a practitioner and then you start breathing with a timer or you breathe with an app mm. it can really take you somewhere with yourself where you yeah. have these tools where you can attend to yourself in a different way yeah it's so beautiful that idea of you know the sort of idea of the self-healing because it's just so empowering isn't it like you know I've before I knew about breath work and kind of more somatic healing, I just always used to think it was only about talking therapy, you know, like psychotherapy or, or whatever. And it definitely, you know, I have benefited from that definitely, but it's very you kind of feel like you need to go to your therapist, you know, to heal, like without your therapist, you're not going to be able to do any of the healing, you know, like I kind of remember feeling a bit like that and actually, you know, being a being able to be a, a breathwork facilitator and actually being able to kind of show the tools do it with them and then they can go and and, and you know do it and do their own healing it's just really powerful and just really wonderful and and anyone can heal you know it's not and then it makes it a lot more accessible because you don't have to you know before I know and I know a lot of people who still say oh I don't have any money for therapy or you know can't afford therapy right now or whatever but it's actually like the breath is free, you know, like if mm. you just start using your breath, start sitting, start meditating. It's all, a lot of stuff is just free. Obviously with the facilitator, you might spend a little bit of money at the beginning, but then it's just like, it's your breath. It's the free, it's totally free. Yeah. And you can be, empower yourself with your own breath. It's just like. <laughs> Absolutely. And also I feel like people need to change their perspective on spending money on their healing. Mm. Like your healing is the, most valuable thing you really spend money yeah. on that's my my mantra you know mm. and especially for the people who are walking the healing path consciously you know who have a connection to their spirituality it's like how valuable is it to have a facilitator yeah. all the space for you you can release something that's maybe blocking you that otherwise you won't be able to release and then on top of having that 
experience where you're being held by a facilitator, you're then going home with this amazing tool that you can do on your own. And as you said, it's free and you yeah. know, it's amazing. It's really a gift. It is so true what you say. It's like, if you think about it, and I know I used to have this, but not so much now. Now I think investing in myself is basically what I want to do. You know, I'm always about like, oh, should I, should I do this for my health? Should this, you know, it's all about that now. Whereas before, you know, my health and my well-being would kind of come last. I would be that person as well who'd say, mm, yeah, I'm gonna like buy all this other stuff, but. I don't really, I can't really afford to do that thing for my health and well-being right now. And actually, what is more important, really? And I think, um, yeah, because the biggest investment and the bet, no, the best investment is to just invest in yourself rather than, you know, buy the latest mm. handbag or whatever. You're not going to heal. You might momentarily be happy from a handbag, but you're probably not going to heal much from it. Yeah, and and I feel like for women especially like we're we've been so conditioned to put everyone you mm. know in front of our own needs and to, to sort of be there for everyone and we are the mothers and the wives and the teachers and it's like mm. we're often in roles where we are nurturing and I work a lot with women and that's one of my um you know my joys to actually work with women and help people who want to heal the feminine energy and sort of create a more conscious um version of themselves as women and not just go into this like conditioned way of being where you're just like sacrificing yourself all the time burning yourself out mm -hmm. all the time being like you know resentful which i feel like there are a lot of the traits of the shadow feminine which all of yeah. them boil down to you're not taking care of yourself first yeah it's exactly so, it's so, it's so I interesting mean, I see lots of you know like moms older moms you know who have obviously just put their children first all their lives and not so and you know and they're like oh I have to do this now or you know and I'm just like oh I wish you could just be like do you know what I actually, because that you know, it's clear there's some resentment there because they haven't been doing what they what they want because they feel it's no other option than they just have to put everyone else mm. first. Um, and it's interesting. I I don't know why this has just come up from what you're saying, but I feel my a lot of my journey is to kind of, and I think it is a lot for our generation because we're so much more aware now of healing practices and it's becoming a bit more mainstream, quite a lot more mainstream than it was in the generations before. Um, but I feel like I'm doing a lot of healing for my the feminine line of my ancestors at the moment. Like I feel I'm really feeling that there's a lot of a lot of kind of not so much well yeah doing a lot of things for other people as it is for most women but also a lot of just feeling unloved feeling not good enough feeling rejected feeling you know vying for male attention and approval desperately you know there's there's a lot I feel that a lot in you know my mom and her mom and and I'm sure I kind of sensed it was a very you know coming down through the mm. through the line and um and I really kind of I'm connecting with the idea of healing myself is really healing healing them a lot as well and it's kind of it's ending with me you know this this feeling of not being good enough and not loving yourself and looking for that external validation from men and needing to be 
you know validated is mm. and I feel like I'm really healing that with my own kind of self-love and and it's really beautiful because I feel like I'm not just investing in myself for me, for me it's also in a in another way doing that healing back from generation wow yeah thank you for sharing that I I totally feel that resonates with me um there's there's this sense of the divine feminine rising collectively and it's Mm. been happening for 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 a while now but I think I'm, I'm seeing having so many conversations with different women that are walking the healing path and and a lot of them are saying exactly what you said, like, this is this mm-hmm. ends here, you know, we don't need to live life the way we used to, like, sacrificing, pushing, living mm-hmm. in a masculine world where, you know, we are not in tune with our bodies, we're not in tune with our needs, our cycles, like, there's this mm-hmm. real sense of, like, this is stopping right here, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's all good, like, we, you know, we're doing the work, and they are helping us and then we help them and that's how the spirit world you know comes into play with this um, work that we're doing so that's really beautiful Mm. yeah I really feel that it's um I feel like ours is the generation yeah to to heal you know we've got more knowledge than I mean obviously going back a long time people were a lot more connected to their bodies but certainly in the last however many generations that was Mm. that was really lost and I I do feel you know for my mom and my grandma I just I kind of wish that they'd have had these tools or like Mm. I you know if my mom hadn't been ill you know maybe I could introduce her to these tools now because um there's just yeah there's just a great sadness there of of just not you know if if they if you don't know the tools then how can you mm. um you don't know really do you I mean I didn't I didn't know how to um how to heal until a few years ago and yeah I think it would have been hugely beneficial to to previous generations so now mm. we're, we're, it ends here and we're starting a new chapter is what I like to feel we're creating generations of strong women who ask for what they want who aren't afraid to you know speak out in a group of mixed people I mean I remember like at school and at uni even I kind of it was the guys were the ones who were talking you know the guys were the ones it was all we'd sort of laugh at all their jokes and like try and look pretty you know it was just I just remember it so clearly and it feeling really wrong but I didn't really have the confidence or you know the real sort of gumption I guess to be like do you know what I'm not going to sit around looking pretty for you you can shut up you're not even funny mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah so um just a bit more of a fire and I feel like that and actually I've got a couple of friends who have who've got little girls and I've just noticed I don't know what I was like as a child or but they've just got this kind of sass about them this you know I'm not gonna please you I'm gonna do what I want to do and I'm gonna be my own person you know I'm really getting that sense and I just think Mm. that's really lovely to have that kind of start start growing these seeds of really powerful women again who are um Mm. who are able to ask for what I mean they've always been powerful women but it's it's now in a time where it's like a lot 
a lot easier to yeah it needs to happen to collectively be. yeah I just I feel with women it's like we we are in a time where I do feel like circumstances are way better for women like we can't have the same jobs as men we we can't achieve the same things um that doesn't mean that we want to like I really respect mm. I really believe in polarity and I respect you know that we are very different our our nervous systems are different we process information differently through our brains with men but coming back to what you were saying about like your mom and your grandma and like this feeling of sadness like I just feel like the previous generations of women their conditioning of how they needed to be or show up or the roles they needed to play as women were so ingrained that they didn't experience the fullness of who they were and that's mm. why I feel like we feel this sense of sadness whereas now like women like you and I that are healing ourselves and like really sort of trying to reclaim that fullness of ourselves like of who we are like that child of your friend you know that's yeah. sort of being like here I am and I, you know I'm a full being I'm not gonna go in yeah. any boxes and I think yeah. I think we're now slowly reclaiming parts of the feminine that have just been suppressed for so long mm. and I don't even feel like it's a fight with the masculine I just I really feel like it's as you said a healing of the ancestral lineage of the female line and a, and is reprogramming is is reprogramming ourselves to know that we are capable we are good enough it's a lot to do with um yeah like bringing our thoughts into alignment to truth rather than to the conditioning that was uh, presented to us before um to basically keep us controlled like oh, yeah you're only good for cooking or, or you need men to uh to survive which was true at some points you know there were you know back hundreds of years ago like women in power witches like healers they were killed they were burned and then there were also um women didn't have a right to to work so they did need their partners and their families to to support them so all those all programs are still in our DNA and it's just a matter of releasing them. It's, and, I, and I think that's why it's so important that women do the work on themselves from a place of love and like really loving themselves rather than, to, rather than throwing themselves into these fights in society of like fighting with men or fighting for power. Like I actually think that's a distraction from, from actually healing and embodying the divine feminine within. Mm. oh that's really beautiful all those words and I was just really sort of taking them in really love that it's really powerful and yeah I just think it's so strange how it was this idea we had kind of society has this idea of like or had this idea of a you know the, a good woman being sort of a bit meek and and just kind of quietly sexual you know quite you know just as long as when as long as only when they were advanced though you know only not overtly just whenever a man would like it you know it's and actually I never really knew the kind of power of the feminine you know I always thought of 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 being feminine or being a woman as is kind of being being weak you know and um and now, you know, I know that that's not the case, but that is how it is packaged or has been packaged a lot in society, isn't it? It's like that sort of meek, weak um, female, but actually the power that we have within us is is so amazing. And that is coming to fruition now. And yeah, I'm excited to see what happens, basically. 
me too. I think that the world needs to heal their feminine within mm. both men and women. And that's that's mm. just that's what's going totally. to bring like a new frequency, like a new way of thinking for people. And I think it's a beautiful journey. I think it's mm. a good time to be alive and to be yeah. having these experiences. Uh, it like, is. like like Alan, <laughs> like Alan used to say, when, when things go bad or like everything is like super intense, he's just like, well, we've got front seats to the apocalypse, you know? Like, yeah, we're we just like watching everything crumble and we, we get to see it and to be awake and to know that it's all happening in perfect harmony and mm. we're all safe, or at least that's what I like to believe. I know some mm. people, um, you know, don't believe in God or don't believe in that higher intelligence. And there were moments in my life where I definitely didn't believe in something greater, but now more mm. than ever, I'm so connected with my spirituality. And I, I think it's always a choice. Uh, I know people will, uh, question is this true it's called something that you can quantify mm. for me it's not something you can quantify physically so it's just something you feel on the inside and for me when I'm connected with gold or universal intelligence like I just feel better yes so that's why I just this is just maybe like a thought <laughs> to start wrapping mm. up the conversation but yeah like with this whole shift that's happening with the, with the feminine like I think we need to sort of connect with our spirituality with our faith into the higher creator and tr trust that everything is happening in the, mm. in the right time yeah I think it's always important I don't know because I I never used to believe in God and, and I've sort of didn't believe in it you know when I was feeling quite low I didn't believe in anything but since I now have a kind of higher a belief in something bigger than myself I don't necessarily know what it is but it is definitely it definitely does make me feel a lot better I actually am um, slight sort of on the same topic but I remember I was a, I was dating a guy and he I was looking I we were looking out the sky and in, in, in the night and I said I was just like I love I love looking at the stars because it makes me kind of feel part of everything it makes me feel quite small in in a much bigger um world you know it kind of makes me feel safe and he is just interesting his perspective was it's like it makes me feel in, insignificant I don't like the fact that it's all bigger than me and there's a lot more out there he's like I like you know it makes me feel insignificant and, and not safe so I mm -hmm. thought that was quite interesting because personally for me when I'm looking up at the stars I'm like ah oh, mm -hmm. it just makes it just brings me so much comfort it's slightly off topic but <laughs> I think it was a great share because it's like for you it's like you feel so connected with everything because you feel deep inside that you mm. are everything and that's very a yeah. very feminine trait whereas for him it was maybe more like an ego ego yeah comment, more like, of a oh, masculine yeah wounded masculine yeah wounded masculine like oh I need to feel important mm. um, and, <laughs> and actually disconnected from his own inner feminine which is that feeling of I'm one with everything and mm. and it's all good <laughs> it's all so, good <laughs> yeah so uh, maybe an, an invitation for our listeners to to look up at the sky and you know sit quietly and mm. to perceive what what is present for you do you feel like you're part of a bigger universe a bigger um system 
a bigger organism or do you just feel separate and do you need to make yourself important to, to be worthy or, or to feel like you exist? Because that mm. will give you a really good um, piece of information to, to sort of see where you're at, you know, with yourself mm. and not to judge anyone, you know, everyone is where they, um, where they are in their journey and um, all of the people and the levels of awakening are welcome into this space and this is just an invitation mm. you know because if you are feel, feeling separate um, that I think that's a trick from the mind that's a trick from the ego because you mm. are in separate and you know even science um, proves this that we are all energy and there's no real separation between anything um yeah but yeah I guess that's another topic for another conversation for another day <laughs> mm, yeah that's a great invitation though so mm. hopefully everyone has time to look up at the sky and enjoy yeah so Fini well thank you so much for today's mm. conversation I really really enjoyed it um are there any final things that you want to share before we uh, close today's episode and also how can people connect with you if they wish um thank you so much for having me I've really enjoyed it as well you know it's so wonderful when you kind of connect with someone and then we just start talking and it and that's what's lovely as well about podcasts sometimes you you kind of forget that you're doing you're just having conversation you're just connecting and and then hopefully um offering something for for others listening um but so yeah basically thank you and how can you reach me um I yeah probably the, my Instagram's the best, so it's at the breath way. Quite simple. <laughs> okay, so, perfect. Yeah. So we will add the uh, link to the show notes and um, also the book that you recommended as well. If you can like text it to me, and then I'll also add the title to the show notes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Fini. We'll nice. speak to you next time. Lots of love. Okay, lots of love. Thank you. Thank you so much, Fini, for coming onto the podcast and sharing this beautiful conversation with me. Thank you to all the listeners for hanging out with us today. I hope that this conversation left you feeling inspired and perhaps ready to dive into your own journey with the breath. So if you're enjoying this podcast, I ask that you please leave us a review on iTunes and that you screenshot this episode and share on your social media platforms, tagging me at Breath Chica and tagging Fini at The Breath Way. And finally, before I let you go to enjoying the weekend ahead, I want to remind you once again that we are gathering for the winter solstice on the 19th of December for the Death Awakening Breathwork Ceremony. I would love to see you there, to breathe together, to celebrate this season together and to help you release any emotions, any tensions that are ready to be let go of before we enter the new year. So if you're interested, remember to visit my website and claim your ticket. And with all of that being said, I wish you an amazing weekend ahead and I'm sending you so much love wherever you are. Thank you for being part of this community.